0: Welcome to Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. Don't forget to collect your free joke at the end of this intro. This week, we do a pub interview with David Aragon and talk about the speed of WordPress and why content providers need to be aware of the speed of their site, not just e-commerce providers. We recorded this outdoors at the Steel Toe Brewery in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This episode is recorded on September 4th, 2021. And now, your free joke. Sprint planning is like playing a team sport, except nobody can agree on the rules
1: and everyone is playing a different game.
0: The Talk Commerce Podcast is sponsored by SwiftDotter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Swift Otter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification study materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. All right, welcome to this uh, pub episode of Talk Commerce. Today we're, we have David David Arago with me. David, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hello, everybody. Uh, this is David Arago, or David Arago. Um, yeah. um, if you hear the previous podcast that I was in, uh, we are in the middle of, we, we run a WordPress. Well, we are going to have a, a couple of WordPress sites, uh, and we are in the process of uh, migrating to the cloud. So, yep.
0: Yeah. All right, so today, though, we are going to talk specifically about WordPress and how to make your WordPress site faster. And <clears throat> we should start off by saying that we don't have any of the answers yet. No. So we this, only have
1: questions.
0: We have lots of questions. We're comparing this to the new Hufa theme for Magento, which is loading sites in less than a minute. Um, second. A second. Yes. Thank. And, and a minute. A minute. And a minute. And a minute. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if there is any background noise, it's because we're drinking beer and it's a Saturday afternoon, yeah. sunny on Labor Day weekend. Yep.
1: Yeah. We are drinking a dark German beer
0: at Steel Toe Brewing in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. We're outside. All right. So let's. Um, um, so uh, you know, your site, uh, it, your main site, is going to get 10 million views a month or yep. something like that. Yep. Yep. Um, and you have not. You have a WordPress site that's already launched or? We soon have to be a, launched?
1: We have a couple that we have launched, but they are really low traffic. Not low traffic, but they they don't. It's, it's not 10 million. It's we are in less than a million each a month. So. Okay,
0: but even a million is a, is a busy site. When we're talking about, especially in the commerce world, yeah. but it, you know, a million views is a, everybody would love to get a million views on their sure. website. <laughs> um, and what is and so yeah. in those sites, what has been your experience on WordPress and in loading?
1: Okay, so I think uh, um, like we were mentioning in the previous episode, first we launched these uh, low traffic sites without a caching server in front of it and we learned really really quick that okay we can handle you know the amount of traffic even if a small traffic but we couldn't handle the traffic right it was just super slow now at the time because i should say that we are new to wordpress as well at that time we weren't even using memcache or any caching plugin at the time but and uh, we didn't really have want to have to deal with that but so we figured it out that we were gonna put a CDN or a caching server in front of it right and we did so that was the solution to our problems right uh, because if you think about it um, especially um, maybe if you have WooCommerce you got it's the same problem as you guys have in Magento with the cart and products and pricing and do we have it in the store, all, that, all those calls that have to happen dynamically all the time, that some of them you may be able to cache, but some of them you cannot cache, right? So we didn't have to deal with that problem. But uh, we, what we discovered is that with the proper setting of our caching server, our WordPress origin server wasn't getting hit at all, or really minimal. It didn't it doesn't matter the the amount of traffic that that we have right and on the on the low traffic websites it was really it was really low but we, we use the lessons that we learned from those websites to kind of try to predict what it would happen on the big one on the bigger ones right like the 10 million the 12 million visitors a month um, something really interesting that we figured out is that, in average, if you think about it, every, if, if if every six requests that we get, right, chances are that one of those requests hits origin because the stories update and stuff like that, right? Because if you think about it, because we are a news organization, yeah, we do have all the stories, but really. Nobody goes to the old stories, or the traffic is minimal. Our biggest traffic is normally to one story, right? So
0: they they only really care about the fake news stories as opposed to the real ones. The real ones, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just just checking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We are <laughs> no, actually <laughs> no. But no. But yeah. So the. The, the traffic pattern it was pretty interesting. It took us a long time to learn that because we didn't know. We didn't even, to be honest, we did a lousy job of knowing our traffic before we went through the migration process, right? Or before we started going through the migration process. And,
0: and reminding everybody that you were on Cold Fusion, Cold Fusion, but you compiled everything into HTML, yes. so you were still serving static web yeah. pages.
1: If you think about it, we were doing kind of like a headless WordPress. Sort of. Okay. Without WordPress. Without WordPress. Right. Like Headless cult Fusion. Let's call it like that. I'm gonna coin that term. <laughs> but uh, but yes, that's right. So but again, you know, it's like like every like PHP like WordPress like uh, Magento Cold uh, Fusion wants the same idea, right? If you are serving ColdFusion Fusion pages. Then you have to hit the. You have to go to the database. You have to build the pages. Same thing. So we have we have the same problems. No, but uh, yeah. So what we learned, like I was saying, is that for for every six requests, one of those requests hit origin, right? So in a situation where we have breaking news and our traffic spike, let's say that we had I don't know. I don't know. Let's say just say 10,000 visitors at one, right? Obviously not at one, but you know, like in a in a minute. Let's just say in a minute, right? So we figured out like if we have like a let's say like a 200 requests a minute, WordPress will have to satisfy one sixth of that, right? So we accounted for that. So when we when we are trying to figure out our WordPress environment, uh we we say okay well we can say that one-sixth of every of, of our traffic is gonna hit WordPress so we can provision servers a little bit closer to that right now in our previous in one of the previous episodes uh, we have, when we had Jason we would talk a little bit about auto scaling right so so when when auto scaling for us is gonna is gonna is Going to be important probably is in those cases where we have a breaking news and all of a sudden a six of a traffic of 10,000 users hitting the website and requests, and you know, and each user may, may potentially, if they are in the front page, they may have each user maybe 50 60 requests per second, right? So, so we are going to probably do, we were going to do a combination of auto-scaling for the back-end, for WordPress, and then Fastly. We don't have to worry about Fastly. About the caching server, that's the caching server that we are using Fastly. We don't have to worry about it.
0: And what tools are you using to determine how overloaded your back-end server? Are you using anything to analyze Uh, it?
1: Yeah, we we use Trying to remember the name, I can't remember. It's kind of like a, I think it's called J. It's not J-meter, but it's something similar to that. Are you familiar? I don't know if yeah, it...
0: I'm familiar with J-meter. That'll yeah. help you yeah. determine the load. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's why I think it was called Test Three or Test Six. I can't remember to be honest. It was a while ago, and I'm known the engineering that was running those load. Te- the engineer was running those test loads, so. That's why, and bueno, also, bueno, I was going to switch to Spanish just right now. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> and also, what uh, we figured out is that super important is the, I think it's called TTL, the time to lead of your caching pages, right? Like, for example, I know that some people, they have really low caching times, So all of a sudden, the CDN is hitting the they have to worry about auto-scaling a lot because all of a sudden if you have like maybe like a minute time to lead of each page, each minute, right, each page has to be recreated. So what we're gonna do is that the way that we're gonna account for that is that we are gonna try to aspire as many as small number of pages that we can, right? Like the bare minimum to do, to, to, to 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 keep the, the site fresh, right? so and also uh, so that the time to lead is important on the on, on really really important in my opinion on the caching server no matter which server you use also obviously uh, uh, compressing your iis or your apache whatever your engines no and what is it, XGEN? NGEN X. nginx nginx whatever it is that you you are using i think that compressing is super important Also for us, something that we figured out is that plugins are killers sometimes, right? Like uh, you add a plugin and you could spend a long time on Lighthouse, for example, right? Which we use a little bit of Lighthouse and other tools. And to get uh, Lighthouse, I mean, I don't know how much we want to get into Lighthouse, but just give you a rating on how your site does uh, mobile or in, in desktop or whatever.
0: Yeah, and the goal in Lighthouse is to get 100. 100, yeah. Yeah, and I think Hoofa has been successful in getting to that level.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. So for us, you know, when we, and I gotta say that we didn't use a theme we didn't purchase, we wrote our own theme, right? Which, you know, like again, because we are new on WordPress, I think uh, the second version, chances are, are gonna be a little bit better than the first one, right? But Either way, we I think are rating out of the box without anything, right? It was like in the 89 or something like that, right? Which I thought it was good
0: for our first try, right? Yeah, 89 is actually really good.
1: Yeah. Well, we added some plugins and all of a sudden it went down to 60 something. And then we added advertisement, because if you think about it, we don't have a product to sell, right? Like, you guys don't have to worry about advertisement. We do. Um, our, the way that the advertising world is moving is like a bidding war, right? Like, a, you load your script on the header, which is the first red flag, right? In Lighthouse, is gonna complain about, move defer that to the bottom, but you can't do that with advertisement. Well. The side went down to 45 40, percent, not 45 percent for 45, whatever or 40, right?
0: Yeah, and that's the third-party things that you can't. That's the third-party. You,
1: you yeah. can't do anything yeah. about.
0: All you can do is try yeah. to figure out how can we serve ads faster.
1: And I think uh, this is a little bit. Let me a little bit on my. Let me rant a little bit about this because I think uh, you had the same feelings or you feel the same way as I do. It's like. Sometimes we, some of our stations decided, or you know, decided they they engage a SEO expert firm, right? And they go through the whole list of everything that you have to do. And I think you mentioned in the previous in one of the previous podcasts that way, you need to know how Magento works, why we do it, why we do it, right? Or you need to know that yes, a our WordPress site has a script that is slowing down or is penalizing you on a SEO rating. But that is required because that's what the third-party vendor requires, put that script on the header. So so again, I think it's, it's kind of... It's, it's crazy because it seems that Technology is getting better, is more clear, faster, and whatever. But then, the truly the stuff that is affecting the rating, or the or, 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 or the speed, of your site, or how Google rates you, or whatever, is more like a. Uh, it's not technical. It's more like a. It is. I don't know how to say, but it's not like, like a feeling, but it's not like you can fix it with technology, right? It's a process that you have to go through. Yeah, it's a, a
0: checklist of steps and yeah, and, yeah I, I agree with you. There, there are certain things that you can do and certain mm-hmm. things you can't do. And I mm-hmm. think and specifically around the SEO things in Magento is that they're built-in things that you can't get away from yeah. and the SEO people who don't know that exactly. will complain yeah. about it all yeah. the time.
1: Yeah. So I think uh, again, you know, uh, but I would say that in, in in if anything that we learn with in this journey is that you need a caching server because if you don't, you're gonna have to auto scale uh, no matter what you use Google, Azure, or Azure, or Azure, Azure, right? Oh. I think
0: it today is any way you want to say. Okay. it. Okay.
1: Um, and what's the other one, the big one? Oh yeah, AWS. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you know they can do it but you're going to pay for it and also you know if you have a lot of traffic really fast i don't know if you're going to be able to you will have to over provision or start scaling out of scaling really soon in your process in order to account for spikes
0: yeah i mean i think even with fastly or something like that um those are also most likely on AWS, and they're mm-hmm. serving up static content. They're trying to serve up that content on what they call the edge, yeah. and we have had the experience where the caching serve the caching edge servers couldn't keep up mm-hmm. with the incoming traffic. You so have, it's possible okay. that you know if there's some huge spike, you can't always depend on Fastly or whatever edge service you're okay. using because they could potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they could potentially be overwhelmed. I think the really big ones like Fastly have it much more at hand. I sure. think, yeah, that they, that doesn't happen, but uh, it is possible that since they're using yeah. some, they have a server yeah. that they're using that's on a network that's serving out to the edge and it's possible it. that that happens as well.
1: Yeah, something that I like, uh, and I don't know if it's specific or, and I don't wanna get too deep into Fastly, so maybe I just skip it. I was gonna say that they have a, a uh, shield concept, and um, what it is is that one of your nodes, you made that node like a master node, so your other nodes hit that shield, so only the shield hits your CMS, right? So they have they have other stuff that you can use. I'm sure that CloudFront is similar and um, whatever other caching servers.
0: Right, okay, so um, what's uh, the 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 amount of traffic that you're expected to get Did you have you done so you've done it sounds like you've done load testing. Yep, and Are you confident now this one in six formula is going to get you to where you need to be so you need so many servers depending on how many like 10 million users Mm -hmm. a month you need X amount of servers to run and uh, How are you handling then the the spikes that come from weather or something like that?
1: Okay, well the the thing about the weather spikes is that normally weather spikes are more focused, like if one something that we learn and analyze in our traffic is that when we have a weather spike or a, or a breaking news alert, people don't go to our front page. It's crazy that our referrals are either the big, can I say the big F book? <laughs> Facebook, or Twitter, or, or, or just Google search, right? Uh, so those
0: referrals go right directly to the weather page or yes. to, to whatever? Yeah, okay, or got to the, yeah,
1: and we have like a radar, right? That's huge. We have an interactive radar, and, and they, they, that site, that, that, that page get pounded, right? So in a sense, also... Well, not only we didn't have to analyze how many times, uh, what is the percentage of the, of the requests that hit origin, but also which origin, right? Because if it's a weather event and people are hitting uh, uh, the radar page, for example, right? Or the, no, or the, or the forecast page, right? Like the, the meteorologist's forecast that they write, that doesn't change that often, it doesn't matter how much traffic you generate or, or how much traffic hits it, it's gonna hit the the caching server. Oh, I think that we have a jet going over our head. Right now. But, <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter how m- much traffic hits your website. If that page doesn't change, Fastly or, or the caching right. server is not gonna come and get it, right? So it also depends on what it is, right? Because we could, now, if it's a breaking news, then it's totally different because the the way that the uh, newsroom works, you know, it's like any other newsroom. They have a breaking news. They don't ha- they don't know the whole story. They update something, right? They create a a um, a page or a story with the with the information that they have. As information gets going. They keep updating the page. So one of those pages could be the 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 main page about the event which is what is getting pounded right that could be getting updated several times a minute right so that's what we have to account for that traffic right like oh if we can let's if we know i mean the problem with the breaking news is no no when it's going to happen right but if all of a sudden there's going, to be a, 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 there's going to have to have a much collaboration with, with this kind of like a DevOps kind of new concept with the newsroom and us. Because at that point they can say, hey, we have this breaking news. We are anticipating a lot of traffic. At that point, we can spin another server just during the breaking news, right? By the time that that hits the server and then we can monitor that server and maybe we say, hey, when the second server gets to 75%, let's spin another one. We either can auto scale it, or we can do it ourselves, right? I would say that probably auto scale would be better, obviously, because then auto scale and then DS—is de- it called de scaling or what is it called? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Auto scaling. That's a good question. Yeah. So uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, having the ability probably to have a, have your underlying auto scaling always there, yep. but if you know something's going to happen,
1: just to pre-warm it, it I guess yeah. you could call yes, it or pre-pre
0: yeah. add. Yeah. Capacity right away as you're going along.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's it's just crazy that, like I say, it's not like a a big it's not like a big switch that you can turn on. It's just a combination of so many little things that make the whole thing the whole thing, right? So,
0: well, this has been good. That this is we're gonna do make this into a series uh, and and a, and focus around WordPress. Um, the and I would we're gonna focus around some of the topics in the lighthouse scores mm-hmm. so uh, content layout shift and some of these other things that are important that Google is telling us that we have to mm-hmm. know what's important now and full transparency we just launched a new WordPress site <laughs> and uh, I've, I have a bunch of advertisements running on LinkedIn that are saying you want to get your Magento site faster than one second, and people are pointing out that our WordPress <laughs> site is loading in four seconds. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. this is a, you know this is of interest to lots of people, not yeah. just in the commerce world but
1: in the content exactly. world. Exactly, and you know I think uh, with the new launch of Hoofa for uh, it really I think uh, has challenged the notion that. It is okay for Magento to take three seconds or four seconds, right, to load, and I think it's true on WordPress as well. Yeah, Why can't we ab- apply in WordPress?
0: Absolutely, yeah, it's not okay at all. I, yeah. I think, I think some of these scores that Google is telling us is that hey, all of these things need to be improved, and as soon as you get lazy, yeah. like you said, as soon as you start adding in third parties, yeah. and if you're not keeping on top of that, as a as a uh, as a, a merchant or a, as a store owner or as a content provider um that it's easy for those things to get out of hand and suddenly oh your site is loading in exactly. 10 seconds exactly Who knows? yeah and in your business in the news business if your site's not up right away people are going go, go to gonna go to somebody i'm going to go to the other one yeah yeah and so i think that all, all those tie together very specifically and I know that one of the buzzwords has now been in our industry and in the e-commerce industry is content in commerce and how content drives commerce. Mm-hmm. So I, I, this all relates to each other. So this kind of series on AWS or AWS and WordPress or just WordPress that we're talking about right now, I think is something that people are interested in. Uh, the, the Experience Maker Conference was last week for Adobe and content in commerce mm-hmm. or commerce content. Is such an important part of it, and how how content will drive traffic to your site, and that traffic on yep. and the commerce side mm-hmm. is meant to convert, but yeah. and your side would convert in ads. Uh, so same same uh, type views. of things.
1: Yeah, exactly. But if you think about it, like I think you were saying that in a previous podcast too, is that when we discuss the, this the, again the the content piece of it, an e-commerce side is content. It's only e-commerce when you buy something, right? But if you go and, like for example, recently, I'm starting to, because of Brent, I started running, which so far I don't like it too much, but <laughs> but I started running. <laughs> I just got a, 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 a- It sounds like you're blaming me. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I just bought uh, one of those watches that have like your heart rate and all that stuff, right? Well, I went to a, a, a couple of e-commerce sites or whatever, but the, I didn't purchase it, right? So it was just looking for information. It would have been the same thing. Only when you make the purchase becomes e-commerce. So, so the, the whole idea about content driving commerce is the same with us, content drive our traffic, which drives our revenue. And, and again, the way that people are writing the content is so newspaper-like is not SEO-friendly at all, right? Because in order to run, like to, if you want to improve your content in, in uh, e-commerce, you still have to write in a way that is SEO-friendly, right? That you need to know what, you're, what people are searching for. Because you may wanna call this widget that I'm making this this called super duper widget, but everybody calls this I don't know whatever the ant, right? So if people are searching for the ant and you still kind of like set on calling super duper widget, they're not gonna find it, right? Or if you put oh I'm gonna put keywords super duper widget and uh, for bicycles or for running, I'm gonna stuff it with keywords. That's not gonna help you because Google is smart enough to say, no, you're just stuck. You need to write the content with SEO in mind.
0: Yeah, and I think writing as broad a content as you can because uh, Google does change the rules often. Yes. And they don't tell you what the rules that they change them to, so you have to be ready for that.
1: Yes, so. But I think uh, the the truth is true. So it's just I think uh, you know content is what generates traffic. Content is what generates commerce. It's content, and if people can find your content,
0: yeah, right? absolutely, they're g- they're yeah. going to search for something, and and that search is going to lead to your site. Mm-hmm. Either you're paying for that content, or you're getting natural, organic uh, searches, and no. the organic stuff is the one you want exactly. because uh, by by definition, that's going to rank up there on exactly. the pages. Yeah. All right, so um, let's uh, let's call this a day. All uh, right. This has been good. Then, so next week we're going to talk specifically more around some of the lighthouse scoring and how okay. mm-hmm. how that'll help you. And let's let's uh, let's focus on content. Let's not just so, I maybe mean, I think commerce and content is is one thing, but I think we've determined today is that content is what drives your all your traffic, no matter what you no matter do.
1: what you do. And exactly. content
0: is the easiest thing to serve up because exactly. it's static, unless yeah. you're changing it every 10 minutes. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for, for this. And uh, it's uh, been a very beautiful afternoon. It is. And uh, sometime the wind has come up and we have a train. And so this has been great.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brent. Yep. Bye. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week.